Welcome to our episodes podcast, where we explore teaching and learning in a digital age. My name is Philippa Kruger, and I'm the Global Head of Languages at Education Perfect. In this episode, I chat to Faraday Pang, who is the Assistant Head of the Languages Faculty at Presbyterian Ladies College in Sydney. She is also an experienced HSC teacher and has been an examiner and marker for more than 15 years. Faraday is passionate about mentoring pre-service teachers and she is always willing to share her expertise to help younger or new teachers to perfect their teaching skills and thus enhance their students' abilities and performance. Her ultimate goal of doing these is to encourage more students, especially second language learners, to do Chinese and to do it well. So hi Faraday, um, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate having you here with us. You're most welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you've ended up where you are today? Sure. Now, um, as a Chinese teacher myself, I was born in China. I grew up in Hong Kong. I, I worked at a um, music magazine editor and a movie critic first, which is very unusual as a language teacher now. But wow, that's, that's great. Later on, I volunteered in like an outdoor leadership training school, and I started to love teaching teenagers because I used to hate teaching, because I think te- teachers in Hong Kong were, were very difficult, had a difficult job. They've had to force the students to learn. But teaching these teenagers, um, I just found out their freedom. Um, and also, you don't have to be bounded by a syllabus, and you can actually teach them what they really needed to learn. So I became a language teacher in uh, Hong Kong's international schools, and I migrated to Australia and became a, a continued to teach Chinese in um, my school. Yeah. And when you were a student at school, what was your favourite subject? Uh, uh, you can't believe this. I, I actually really love maths because I think, yeah, I was a top maths student. I love it because oh, I right. think doing maths was uh, like problem solving. And I also really like English and Chinese literature because I love to study the thoughts of other people from different aspects. And, and what do you like most about being a language teacher now? Um, okay, so it's rewarding to see the students loving not only your subject, but also the language. Uh, Sometimes I can see they continue to use the language or pursue the language in their life, and they find them really useful, and that changed the horizon of their life, and I love that. I love to see that, yeah. That's fantastic. And and what do you find the hardest? Okay, so now I teach three HSC classes every year, which is unbelievable, (laughs) most people say because I have so many differentiated groups in our school and uh, I have them from seven to 12, even almost in every class. So that's the hardest thing because each group, they have different um, background and they, you know, among each group, they have different abilities as well. So you see yourself dancing in the classroom, delivering different courses, spending double, yeah, or triple of the time to prepare for lessons or assessment as well. So design some, you know, it's not the time is the hardest. It's just to, to design something which is really useful and helpful and interest all the students as well. That's the hardest. I can imagine with those different levels, it must be very challenging. Mm-hmm. And um, can you tell us about your favorite activity for getting students engaged in their language learning? Mm-hmm. Now, I think um, now think per share that a lot of people were using were really useful. And I love micro teaching because um, uh, the students can actually d- develop their own like, little teaching plan and they could teach it and they could make other students learn and it's really fun. And also using some online resources like Quizlet, Education Perfect and many other. Um, there are some that we need to pay, some are, are free, but they're easy to set up and they require no other resources. 
I just don't want to use a lot of resources like printing paper because I just want to be environmental friendly. So you, you also, you just need to prepare the contents ahead, which is suitable for the students and they're perfect for my differentiated classrooms when I need to give them some quiet time as well. So they could just right, and do you, with your differentiated classrooms, do you sort of have them sort of rotating around different activities, and or do you work with one group and the others are working independently? Is that sort of how you set it up? Yeah, usually I will set up as a slide to start the lesson to have an outline of what we're doing in different groups. So the slide already divided into two groups, so they all know when is their quiet time, when is their active time, and for the more advanced groups, sometimes we could join together because they both groups can understand Chinese well enough so we could watch a film discuss it and the uh, continuous girls can answer in English the heritage girls can answer in Chinese so we could try to use the same resources but develop it this is actually under spirit of the national curriculum Akara's um, syllabus as well they put the students in three groups and they come you know they they have three um, pathways so we could students using the same resources but have different results. So I, I'm now sort of expert doing that because after doing it for so many years, uh, we have developed lots of resources used to that way. So it's pretty good. And um, do you have any activities which are particularly effective for helping students gain confidence in speaking? Yeah, uh, as I said, micro-teaching was very good. I, I learned it when I was a, a pre-surface teacher myself. I get the students to prepare for something and then they will need to learn all the contents, the vocab, the grammar point. And it's really great to, for, for them to learn it in depth. And then when they're teaching others, the others will realize, oh, that's how we learn it. You don't have to always listen to the same voice as the teacher. The students have really fun way to deliver it. You, I just laugh my head off sometimes watching the way. Yeah, yeah. And they, they will give, it, give out stickers and give out homework. And it was really fun. So, and, and oh, that's awesome. Like that. That's fantastic. Even the contents could be boring, but they could make the lesson fun. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's really cool. And what about um, activities for helping students develop their writing? Now, writing is the hard bit. Like most people find it um, difficult to develop that because students these days, they're just like typing. They don't think they, they need to learn writing. But in exam, there's at least 15% to even 25% that's just pure writing. So therefore, um, I think some online websites to help them to create their own character writing pages were really useful. So that helped them to learn the strokes. They could just put a word they need to learn and they could just print it out and then practice whatever they needed. That's really good for the younger ones to learn vocab and characters. And for the older ones, it uh, depends on their background. If they are uh, second language learners, I will ask them to create some projects or booklet that they need to learn how to type and how to write. And for the very advanced girls, they definitely are writing long articles and they're learning structures and they're learning lots of skills in their writing. They're almost writing literature stuff. So they're really... Right, yeah. And, and what about any games? Are there any, any specific games that your students really enjoy? Now, I'll tell you honestly, they really love Education Perfect. That's why <laughs> we actually organise uh, internal uh, competitions every year and they won and they get a pizza party. They really enjoy that. It was extremely good to help them to prepare for exams so we normally right. run it two weeks before the exam time and they also right, love excellent. Kahoot a lot and Kahoot is pretty yes. good we could actually uh, tailor made it and the students can make it too but I normally need to check if it's appropriate and then yes. they, they normally have lots of fun doing that yeah and um, what about in terms of, you know, retaining students to study languages at higher levels? Does your school have any initiatives for encouraging students to keep going with their language learning? Absolutely. That's my goal and, and the school's goal as well. We have five languages offered in our school. So 
starting from last year, we had an annual Humanities Award Night. So we, we give our awards to students, not only the strongest in our class, but the one who just show potentials or are very enthusiastic about learning languages. And then uh, we also installed e-textbooks and uh, to help the students to learn at home. And it's a lot of help from the technical staff. And also the, a lot of language events that the school uh, organized and like Chinese New Year's coming. And I, and I was running a debating team and we have Chinese club and the school's funding that too. So I, I was actually finding them very effective to encourage students to do Chinese behind, you know, beyond classroom. That's great. Yes. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Those are some really great ideas. Mm-hmm. And um, what would be your number one piece of advice for language teachers out there who might be looking for some inspiration or something to help them get started at the start of the year? Oh, I will always say that not only for the uh, NASA accreditation, but always get out there to go and join workshops, to work with other language teachers, try to be a HSC marker or examiner, uh, work collectively with other inspirational language teachers doesn't need to, be, need to be your own language. So if there's some, some of the people in your school, they're very strong and you could actually create a paper together and just change it into different languages. So Great. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, and also uh, try to run the workshop yourself because if you try to be a, a presenter, you actually improve yourself so much. That's that's very true. That that's a great suggestion. That's I like that one. Thank you. And um, and what about for someone who's looking to get into language teaching, who might be thinking about it as a career, or um, what what would be your advice for them? I always give this advice to all my practitioners and assistant uh, teachers: is that we are not teaching courses. We are teaching students. We're teaching individuals. We if you love them, if you really care about them, then you will naturally become a good teacher because you're going to try your best to differentiate, to get the best resources and improve yourself and to help them. You just want them to do better. So just learn the names in the first day, love them and look at their family background. If they're playing up in class, that might be some other reasons happening at home. So each student is an individual that if you can conquer them and make them love your language and subject, you're a successful teacher. That's wonderful advice. Thank you. And finally, can you can you recommend any um, good reading on the topic of language learning that might be useful for either teachers or students? There was a really good friend of mine, Jessie Tu. She's written a book called Chinese as a La- Second Additional Language Teaching Station, which is for international Chinese teaching strategy book for uh, new teachers. There's a lot of games and you know, classroom activities in oh, cool. it's a pretty good book. And I also find out that there's quite a few Australian teachers, they've written very useful resources, like some textbooks, some writing guides. Um, I, I myself published a book for the heritage students, for HSE students too. So we, we try to get something that's suitable for the students. And the best thing is to go and talk to the author and then they will give you more inspirations, how to use the book better. And Oh, excellent yeah, idea. So yeah, that's great. There are other readings online, lots of them, and they're not only just Chinese uh, le- learning and teaching, but there are a lot of there are people doing, um, you know, papers every year. They publish the paper every year, and I try to ke- keep up with some of them, and there are really good ideas in them. But I, at this stage, I can't really recommend all of them, but because there are new ones coming every year. Listen to the keynote speakers. They normally will have a paper to go with their keynote uh, uh, speech, so that will be useful too. 
Yeah, maybe we can put a list of some of those books you mentioned in our in our blurb that goes with this recording so yes. teachers can perhaps follow up some of those sure. ideas. So thank you so much. Those are, you've really um, mentioned some fantastic ideas um, in our conversation and I'm sure there's lots of things that teachers listening to this can take away and implement in their classroom. So thank you so much That's for joining so. me. You're welcome. And yeah, it's been, been great to chat. <laughs> thank you. It's lovely chatting with you too. And good luck for the for the new year. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode and Faraday's interesting strategies for differentiation in mixed level classes. She also made a very good point about the importance of networking with other teachers, something I'm very passionate about too. I hope you were also able to take away some inspiration from this interview. And you can find Faraday's book recommendations listed in the show notes. What strategies and classroom activities do you use to help engage language students? We'd love to hear about them. Please get in touch with us through our LinkedIn group, Teaching and Learning in the Digital Age. Last of all, this podcast wouldn't be possible without the wonderful support of our producer, Paula Krauss, and our brilliant sound engineer, Yasmin Novak. Thank you again for listening, and look out for our next episode.